Good morning, campers! Have no fear, happy campers, this year it's a summer camp-themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julia and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the Happy Campers Podcast. My name is Sammy Moskowitz. I'm 28. I'm a lawyer in Washington, D.C., and I went to all-girls sleepaway camp for seven summers, and I was a counselor for five summers, and I love camp, which is why I really wanted to start this podcast. Uh, I had the idea. I was listening to a few podcasts a few weeks ago, and I kept thinking that I really wanted to start a podcast, and I thought, what do I know better to talk about than camp? Nothing, literally nothing. So I had this idea. I went out to brunch with a few camp friends, and my friend Emily said, that's an awesome idea. You need to talk to my sister, Julia. So I wrote Julia like a four-paragraph email, even though I feel like it was really long. It probably wasn't that long. And I explained the whole idea, which was that we would have a podcast and we would every episode would have a theme and we'd bring on guests to talk about the theme. And uh, would she be interested in coming on, signing on as my co-host? And she wrote back one line and it said, V interested, let's talk tomorrow. And then we got on the phone and now here we are. Hey, everyone. There's Julia. I responded, yes. Yeah, you did. Yeah. V, just V interested. I'm V interested. V interested. Uh, my name's Julia Linden. I am 25. I went to the same sleepaway camp as Sammy, uh, but I was three years younger, so I was a little child running around when Sammy was blossoming into a full-on adult woman. And uh, I live in New York City, and I'm a comedian. And I was I love camp so much. I went for six summers up in Maine. And my camp friends are still my best friends. Your camp friend's about to move into this apartment with you. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm going to have a roommate who's also a camp friend. Yeah. So we'll have campfires every night and try not to burn down the apartment, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I was so honored and excited when Sammy asked if I wanted to be involved because I do a bunch of, like, I don't know, like film, editing, uh, acting, writing, and... The idea of working on something with someone who I've always respected and know I can be goofy and have oh, fun shucks. with, uh, shucks, yeah. <laughs> uh, appealed to me a lot and to talk about a subject matter that I have a lot to say about, that I know people enjoy, and even if they didn't go to camp, people always kind of light up and are excited to hear what strange, weird things I did at camp or my friends did. Yeah. So we thought that we'd bring that to the world, and Sammy and I would learn a ton about other camps and other traditions, and so we could kind of compare notes and see if we were weird or if really everyone else is weird. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of how this podcast came about, came to be, and... We're really, like, so deeply happy that we're making this happen. Um, so our first, this is our first episode, inaugural episode, and the theme is... All girls camps. What? We decided that we wanted to do this theme first because it, it's the one we know best, obviously. Um, we both went ooh, to... Ooh, idea for a title change for this episode. 
No boys allowed. No boys allowed. Okay, that's what we're going to call the episode when we release it. It's whatever. We can figure it out. <laughs> um, so we we both went to all girls camp, and all girls camp is such a like weird place. It's so strange, but like hilarious and just unique and funny and fun and just best. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, and we wanted to share that with you guys, especially to our male listeners yeah. who maybe, you know, never experienced the wonders of an all-girls camp. Exactly. Uh, and what really inspired us to kind of come together now is that last summer we all went up to Maine for the 100th reunion of our camp, which was called Camp Walden. And it was this beautiful gathering in the woods of hundreds of women between, you know, the ages. Of, I think there were like four or five year old girls there who were like the daughters. Yeah, like women. the daughters. And how old were we, how do you think the oldest one was? Well, I don't, probably like in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. I definitely talked to a woman who was at camp when World War II ended. And she talked about how they all went down to uh, where we have our campfires, which is called Peace Circle, and sang songs peace songs and that's actually how it got the name to be peace circle um and it like it's insane our camp is a hundred years old i just heard in the news this week that the women's right to vote is 96 years old like our camp is older than, than our right to vote isn't that insane that is pretty cool and my my mother went to the same camp and my sister went there my aunt went there so there's a long history of uh Rogovin girls. Rogovin girls, sure. <laughs> uh, but it's just this, uh, this awesome thing of knowing that the mountains that I w- hiked or the, the you know, rivers that I paddled on canoe trips are the same mountains, the same rivers that my mom went down. She was my age. I just know, got 13, the chills 14. with you talking about that. Yeah, it's a really cool thing. It's amazing. I, my mom didn't go to Walden, but she went to camp, and that was also a, a big thing that we could share was that we – both went to camp and we both had similar experiences. She loved camp. She was a counselor too. So it was just, I agree. I can't wait. I like, it's going to be like my curse that when I have kids, I have all boys and none of them can go to Walden. Like I'm 100% sure that's going to happen. Um, also, uh, we forgot to mention this before, but <laughs> we're not the only two in on this. We have a amazing producer. Her name is Allison Caden. She's super cool. She, was the president of our camp. She when, was. At least when I was like a, a young child. So I've always looked up to her. She's great. Uh, she yeah. works at BAM, Brooklyn Academy of Music. And uh, she's the best. We love her. And she'll be on, we're going to have um, mini episodes that we release. We're going to release this podcast every other week and do a mini episode in the bye weeks. It's going to be great. You guys are going to love it. You're going to love it. Just so love it. Uh, we're going to have Caden on. Mm-hmm. We're going to call her Caden. Cades. Cades. We've got nicknames for everyone. AK. Yeah. So stay tuned. All right. <laughs> We're back with our guest. Emily Wergaft is joining us on, on the Girl Camp episode, All Girls Camp episode. Hey, Emily, how's it going? It's going pretty well. How about you? <laughs> oh, we're doing great. We're doing fine. Pumped that you're here. We're super excited. Thanks, guys. Uh, So do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about when you were at camp and what you do now and everything? Sure. Uh, Started at Camp Walden in 1987 uh, in Bunk 3 and was in Bunk 12, 1992. Go witches. Yay. Uh, Came back in 99 to be a counselor. Um, I had just graduated college and didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, so went to camp. And... uh, 
What did you end up doing with the rest of your life? Well, we'll <laughs> see. No. Um, I ended up working in nonprofit fundraising and political work, a lot of political campaigns and elections, and uh, I'm now working for an organization called Girls Right Now, and which is the first and only writing and mentoring organization for girls in New York City, and it's been great. We work with 130 girls, um, and we pair them with professional women writers one-to-one, and they perform, and they... They get published, and they, you know, we introduce them to interesting careers where they need good writers. That sounds awesome. It's a great organization. That's really cool. Um, all right, awesome. So now to get us all warmed up, uh, we're gonna do some rapid fire questions. <laughs> uh, yeah. So are you ready? I think so. Are you? Were you scared? Am I, by I'm, that? I'm a little scared. Are you a little, by a little nervous? Julia got me a little scared. <laughs> we can all go back to our regular voices now. <laughs> all right, let's start, Emily. What was your favorite meal at camp? Potato bar. What, what was potato bar? Potato bar. You guys didn't know potato bar. No. We did not have potato oh, bar. It's because they did not that. feed. They did not. They they were a lot more unhealthy with us. <laughs> We had um, salad bar. No, did salad that replace bar. it? It's salad bar yet with no vegetables and all potatoes. I mean, technically, potatoes are vegetables. If you want to get technical, about it, sure. <laughs> Were there a lot of Irish campers in the late eighties? <laughs> Zero. Cool. I think. Cool. Cool. So um, we would get on our tables varieties of d- different kinds of potatoes. You know, tater tots, mashed, baked. <laughs> And then we'd get to use the salad bar with what all other the kinds of potatoes. <laughs> um, Scallops. sweet, <laughs> and uh, they were not, they were not sweet. By the way, they were not no sweet potatoes. Um, and then the salad bar would be like the fixins for your potatoes: fake bacon bits, cheese, sour cream, sour cream, mm. chives. Probably Sounds we got to bring that back. Start a campaign. All right. Uh, what's the best song for lip sync night? And will you sing us a more few bars? than words? <laughs> It was more than words by the band Extreme. Extreme. And we not only lip synced it, but we also sang it everywhere we went. It was Bunk 1191. And you do or don't remember a couple verses? <laughs> you don't want me singing. Or songs. maybe like the I chorus. didn't get the lead in Bunk shows, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I got actually a role where I was silent the entire time. <laughs> what was that? I was an old 85 year old man. And what show? Me and my girl. I don't know. But eighty-five-year-old men have the best stories. <laughs> it's true. They've experienced so much. <laughs> this guy couldn't hear. Oh, so he also couldn't speak. Correct. Okay, cool. Uh, your turn. What was the worst injury you got at camp? Fell down the stairs. Yeah, sprained my ankle, big time. Uh, all right. So, favorite camp tradition? Snake line. So, snake line happens. First week of camp, and it is to announce the first trips that you go on. Because trips were, like, my favorite thing. Until I got older when I realized I never wanted to leave camp ever. Mm-hmm. Except so, that, so our Camp Walden had, like, a pretty... It's pretty unique because we have a, a very extensive trip program yeah, that a lot of camps, camps don't, don't have. Yeah. So every bunk does, every age group does a canoe trip, a hiking trip, and a... <laughs> Pleasure trip. Uh, <laughs> it's a very it's just strange like a, It's name. so weird. Uh, but it's like just your fun trip. Um, and Where you don't have to hike a mountain or... Yeah, you just go, like, shop, you go shopping, you yeah. go to a movie, whatever. And, uh, but the, the, we're going to talk about trips. I got stuff. But yeah, we're not the, the trips are legitimate trips. Like when you're 14, you hike 
the uh, presidential range of yeah, the White Mountains. Yeah, it's like a three-night, four-day, yeah. or one of yeah, these yeah. trips are pretty aggressive, and it's true. It's a yeah. very unique thing for camp, for sure. from what I've learned. And to announce them, the, all the campers line up and literally make a snake line throughout camp singing all the songs that you write for trips. And you just sort of like march around camp holding hands, trying to avoid trees, <laughs> trying to not get like, you know, Whipped. your arms ripped out of your yeah. sockets. Um, and you sing all the songs and then you end up in the, in the rec porch uh, announcing trips for the week for the first time. That's really fun. That's a good one. Where would you say that all the coolest counselors were from? Absolutely, Australia. There was a really good looking sailor. Because they're sailing counselor. Sexy, yeah. yeah really There's good, always a really sure. good looking sailing counselor. Yeah, for sure. Did always. they ever, did you see when they would bring Vegemite to? I hated Vegemite. Yeah, it was did, so gross. Like to breakfast. You could always like taste uh, it. Yeah. It was, it was yuck. And they'd be like, oh, you want to try it? Nope. <laughs> I, I would try it. And nope. I'd be like, pah, pah. <laughs> what, what was your favorite camp accessory? Like a thing I would bring to camp yeah, or like, like a, a camp object. thing. No, no, no. Like an object that you would bring to camp. Like here's an idea, like a crazy creek or a canteen. Those are so boring. I want like a boom box. Oh, I, Jacks? Jacks. Jacks works. Yep, Jacks. Will you accept I that love, And Jax. we would play them in the bathroom for some reason, and, and I don't know why. Order. Yeah, that was really small. Yeah, I don't know why. I think we wanted to control it. I don't. I don't know why. So you didn't have to run across the. So maybe we to didn't have to. I don't ball. know what it was. I remember playing in the bathroom. I mean, we played everywhere, but there was something. Maybe it was something about the floor in the bathroom was more was level. Level. You do um, your onesies, twosies. Yeah, tricksies. all of it. I love Jacks. I was with a little girl this weekend, uh, my friend's niece, and I was trying to teach her Jacks, and she was really excited about. It. She's eight. Really it's excited. really fun, fun. and it's so yeah. simple, yeah. and there's no it, electronics involved. No, exactly. it's so cool. A f- actually, a few weeks ago, like alone in my apartment, I I played jacks while I was watching TV. Is that weird? I don't judge. <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was whenever fun. I see that there's like hardwood floors, I just go, oh, great yeah, for my jacks. whole apartment has hardwood floors, and I I just went for it. Maybe we'll play a game after this. Great. I'm in. What was your favorite activity at camp? Arts and crafts. What would Ooh. you make? And then I went back and I was the head of arts and crafts oh my God. when I worked there. Oh, fulfilling the destiny. It's true. What was your... Spin wheel. Were you a jewelry girl? When I was in bunk 12, oldest bunk, when I was in bunk 12, I won the award for most complicated art project or like most, yeah. Take uh, us through it. Yeah. It was a necklace and I still have one piece of it because of course I don't still have the whole thing. But of course, I have this necklace had multiple pieces. Of course, it was. The, I almost. I, I was told, and I was very close friends with the counselor. It's also a former camper, but we were very close friends. And she is now. She now owns an art gallery in Santa Fe, and you know she's important in the art world. And I was not. And she. So it was a chain that um, right in the front had a circle and a square and a triangle in silver, bronze, and whatever else we could do with. Did we have gold or was it copper or whatever Fake it was? Gold. It was like three different kinds of metals. Okay. But it wasn't just that. Then I cut out the center of each shape in its shape, right? Like a, a cut out a circle out of the circle, a triangle out of the triangle, a square out of the square. And then I filled each center with like turquoise or oh. coral or wow. whatever. And then you had to put it back on it and then you had to sand it. And then you had, so I put it, like it was within the chain. It wasn't like just hanging off. It was like, I broke the chain and put another one. And I broke the, and, and I did this three different times. And then I wanted to then put like other things in the chain. Yeah. And I got told not to do that Ooh. because it would have been too much. It probably would be 
like a great statement piece now. You, that's, I only have the triangle. It's oh. silver with coral in it. Amazing. Did you spend all summer on this one necklace? I think I really just wanted to hang out on the back porch of Arts and Crafts, oh, to be honest with you, because it's, it is, right talk about a happy place. Yeah. That is it for me, right, right hands down. Wait, so 99, you were the head of Arts and Crafts? I was. So that was the year that I won the Arts and Crafts Award. Do you remember giving it to me? It's because I had broken my arm right before sure. camp started. <laughs> I broke my arm right before camp started, and I could only do I could only do swimming, arts and crafts, no land sports. Like I could only do like four activities, and so I was in arts and crafts every day, sometimes twice a day. And did you hang out with me and the pottery? Probably I don't know. Probably did I? Do I don't really remember. Too? But no, my my award was like a paintbrush with like a little sign hanging off it that was like and you got it at the end of the year yeah tried everything and i was like it was like the most <laughs> like most varied artist <laughs> like something ridiculous you're welcome thank you that here's was because i never got you. banquet night awards i was like really happy about oh, it that's good that's good yeah here's a question for you you can answer it one of two ways okay what was the meanest thing someone did to you at camp or the meanest thing you ever did to someone at camp? Because for me, I'd pick the second. <laughs> okay. Well, when we were little, and I didn't directly do this, but one of my bunkmates, oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. One of my bunkmates used to crawl underneath another, this was in like bunk three. Like we were 10. ten. Um, she used to crawl, on, we would all sit and watch, which was also maybe the bad thing that we did. But she would crawl underneath another bunkmate's bed at like two o'clock in the morning. And she'd just crawl underneath it so you can fit right underneath it. And then she'd quiet down to make sure no one could hear. And then she would throw her arms up <laughs> around the top so she would basically envelop whoever it was in the bed and from, from underneath. So whoever it was would fly out of bed. They were so scared. Fly out of bed. That's amazing. So that was always That's fun to watch. It's oh, yeah, so it's a classic. Classic, uh, classic us. What would you guys call that? Like arming? No. Sneak arming? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we Capturing named it. in the night? I'm, <laughs> That's a good one. I don't think we named the it anything trick. other than like fully attributed it to our friend who did it. It was like the Debbie. Yeah, doing the Debbie. The, you the know, Debbie. No, the, climb you under the someone's Debbie. bed the and Debbie. just like yeah. cradle yeah. them? <laughs> It was great because she was really big and not big like like long arms. Long just, arms. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. need ar- good arms. Yeah. To do the trick. So that was what. Yeah. So we'll go with that answer. That was that that's was my a favorite. great that's one. So fun. Yeah. That's so, so hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And try it on my roommate. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> and then I'll be with the cops in her, like, in her, in her <laughs> <laughs> Does she sleep in a camp cot in the? Yeah. Is there room to crawl underneath her bed? Um, dig a She'll hole. Figure it out. She'll figure it out. <laughs> Um, great. So that wraps up our rapid fires. Rapid fire out. (laughs) I liked that. Um, great. So now we're going to get into a little more like legitimate discussion. I believe it's time for camp Camp meeting. meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, great. So you were at camp for six summers, all girls camp, and you were a counselor. Um, So why do you think it's important for girls to go to all girls camp? You know, I talk about this a lot. And and actually recently a girl that I grew up with um, is looking to send her daughter to camps, to to, to camp, and is looking at camps and, and realized and went to see Walden and came back and asked me a bunch of questions about it. And... Personally, I think that there's something about 
the idea, and I think this goes hand in hand with like uniform too, where there's no pressure, right? There's no pressure to try to um, be a part of this group of friends or wear this because this girl's wearing it. Or I think that I think that's a an, a very I don't want to say low hanging fruit answer, but a but something that I think we all understand as. Uh, we would show up at camp and we would not be judged and we would not be um, we would not be asked to be anything else than ourselves and that was how we grew and that was how we found confidence and how we found how to be a leader and we found all of those things um, I think that there's also something to be said um, for the idea of a community and it's hard to find a community if you, unless you're at I don't know. I don't think I found, and, and you guys tell me, but I don't think I found those communities at school. I mean, I found best friends and I found people that are still very important in my life, but, but a community is people are people you live with, people you trust, people you depend on and who depend on you, people you count on and who count on you. Um, and I think you find that in this scenario, people that you solve problems with people you, you know, pick up when they're down and vice versa. I don't think you find that anywhere else. And I don't think you can find that with boys around because you're distracted by them. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. I think that some of my best and favorite people, maybe all of my favorite people, are from camp. Like, yeah. they just, it's a special, unique place when you can go to a camp where that your mom went to or, you know, other people's moms went to, in my case, because my mom did not go to Walden. Um, and you just like you have like such a sense of like tradition and belonging and like you are carrying on in this like tradition and vein and then everyone is there for the same reason they just want to be themselves and like figure stuff out and i feel like you it's so much harder to do that when you're intermingled with co-ed with boys yeah because it's a distraction and it's you, yeah. you do start acting differently but i mean you figure different stuff out when you have right boys exactly <laughs> and those are important you know that's why we had socials but um even by the time we got older we stopped wanting to go to socials we're like we don't want to go yeah. to see dance with these boys like we want to hang out here and screw around like and just be here yeah you know so um but to your point i also found it really interesting um last summer when we were all up there for the 100th reunion, we saw all of that and all the things you're saying about um, being yourself and, and all, you, you see it through the generations. You see the 75-year-old the women acting the same way as the 20-year-old women because that's what they know too. And I think it was, and that's, why, that's what drew them there too. That same idea of just sort of shedding it all off. You know, I was about to quote a song, but you know. Please quote it. Please no. go <laughs> but for you it. know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, how does it go? Something about your war paint, right? If your war, take off your war paint. Take uh, off yeah, your hat. Your. Walt Night Now. That's exactly what I'm thinking yeah, of, yeah. right? Yeah. The idea of like, shed it all away. No one cares. You're here. You know why you're here. Um, do what you want. Be yourself. I love what you said about pressure and that I yeah. feel like I've talked about camp so much for so many hours from over all the years, but I've never heard it put like that. Uh, Cause I think of so many other places in my life of school at work or, yeah. you know, as you're growing up and like pressure. Yeah. That was constant. That always existed. Yeah. And when I think of camp, like, yeah, that's yeah. not, it wasn't there, but it was just like, 
your only expectation is to like treat people well and you know we love you and give you the benefit of the doubt and have fun and and get out there and try you know try water skiing you've never done it before try this yeah. you don't no one expects you to be like an olympian at anything all we expect is for you to just like put your best yeah. foot forward and have fun i also you're exactly right and and to that point we also used it a lot and i have a great story about this we used it a lot to like work things out right you're a 11, 12, 13-year-old girl, and you're trying to work things out, like whatever that means. And we would use it as sort of a playground, quote-unquote, for that. Uh, One summer, I think we were, I'm going to say we were 11 or 12. One of my bunk mates called a bunk meeting. We were very big on the bunk meetings. We were very, (laughs) like, we would sit around and, like, be a little melodramatic. Um, They started Bunk 12 Appreciation Day for us. (laughs) Basically, was 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 because we would sit around and because bunk twelve is the oldest kids are not appreciated enough. Exactly, because <laughs> we, we worship like God, yeah. right? But what we for some reason they thought we needed some more love, so we would sit around and have these like very serious meetings because everything was so important. Um, but to start that whole sort of series off, uh, a couple years earlier, one of our bunk mates called a bunk meeting. And she said, can we all go sit around Twin Pines, which was like the big pine tree, no longer there, sadly, um, that was sort of the center of, of camp. And we would sit, ar- she sat us all around and she goes, okay, I need you all to go around in a circle and tell me what you don't like about me. Oh my so God. I'll change it. No, no, no. And it's no, about no, embracing and, No, her. I know. And we were like, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, no. We're, I remember even being that age, be like, why would we do that? And she's like, but I want to be a better person. And, and we're like, but, but I remember us knowing that this was a weird thing to yeah. do. And while we understood while sh- she was struggling with things, this was like an odd way to go about it. Right. But so we sort of helped her like just feel better in a different way. And, you know, she's still our girl, you know, like, uh-huh. and, and, and ha- you know, she was, you know, imagine brown being, team captain, you yeah. know, she was, yeah. she was pretty cool. She had it. Imagine yeah. being in sixth grade. And like in your homeroom class and doing that with your homeroom. But that's exactly my point. The fact that she was able and trying things out and like wanting to sit there and get this information from us. So she could. But if you did that in a classroom, like people would be like, okay, yeah. Yeah. uh, Let me start. I hate your hair. Stupid. And like they'd go at it and be like a free for all. But at camp, it was also just like, oh, no, that doesn't feel like the first reaction. The first reaction feels to be like, Like, come here, we love you. We're not going to do that, but we love you still. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And here's, here's, how to make you feel better. Yeah. And no counselors involved in nope. this meeting. Nope. 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 <laughs> they were never invited. Uh, <laughs> I love that story. That's such a good, that's also, I thought about that too a lot about how like it gets very special that you can go to a place where like you are your best self. You are different than and you, you are. And you learn everything. Like yeah. I learned how to shave. You know, we learned how to use tampons. Yep. We learned all those things. Yeah. And you know, you weren't scared to ask someone for help with those things if you didn't know them. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things also is, that especially at our camp, we were all so close that you felt comfortable having, you know, having relationships and friendships with people who were a couple years older, a couple years younger. Absolutely. And it allowed you to be, to like the first time I remember, yeah, you, you get to be a mentor, you get to be a mentee and feel both sides of that. And also just have really good relationships with the girls in your bunk. Uh, and teaching leadership skills like that is, you don't get yeah. to do that other places or not till later on. Right. I'm, yeah, I agree. Also, I think, I don't know if this is unique to girls camp or 
our camp specifically, but when we were older campers, we had jobs. And so we kind of had this, we weren't like teaching activities. We were, they were like camp, they were revolved around like the internal camp. workings of yeah. camp. Yeah. And so there was like a camp president, shout out to Allison Caden. Um, there were team captains, like kind of the color word generals. There were PE, planning and entertainment. People who um, worked on the camp yearbook. Yeah. Which we called camp Splash. Yearbook. Yeah. Uh, song leaders. I was a song leader. I, I was PE. I was Splash Photo. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, uh, and so it was kind of a place where like you had responsibilities, but like if you didn't do them, if you didn't live up to the responsibility, like there was no real consequence. But you but did. You did. But exactly. You wanted, you wanted to. to. Yeah. Exactly. You wanted to. And it was Finally like the first get time. Some type of yeah. Where like you had you well. responsibility, you had some kind of work that you had to do, and you figured it out and you got it done and like I I there must be I mean we need to get some other girls camps on here to tell us if that's a, a normal thing but like oh, we'll it find was, out we'll find out it was um it was awesome and like I, I I think it was different I'm not gonna lie yeah I think it was very different um just from my friends who went to girls camps who I've talked to about this stuff uh-huh I think that there were responsibilities like that, especially with a with a color war team captain or mm-hmm. things like that. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, it was unique to us to produce the yearbook, to be the to be the people that did all the evening activities, to be the people that to all the different things. Like well, I, I'm not I'm sure, think- but even about so- song leaders, some, but yeah, not yeah. all. What I'm thinking about some now that maybe helps leaders. like why Walden was like that is because we had no CITs. Once you were, right. yeah, it was like, once you hit that final summer at 15, it was now go and, and finish high school, go to college. And if you want to come back as a counselor, you know, let's revisit that yeah. at the, what is it? 18, 19, 18, summer 19. after freshman year. Yeah. yeah. And so having that gap makes 15 year olds, feel really empowered and makes, you know, and it's a chance for them to, to leave the camp up. and it's not, you know, yeah. 17, 18, 19 year olds, but these 15 year olds. Right. Right. Yeah, it's true. We would never leave if we, there was a CIT program. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. Actually, my dad None always of us tells would have this, careers. my None dad always tells the story about, uh, the owner of our camp. He was at, they used to have like a parents weekend cocktail party. Lobster dinner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he was down there and he asked, uh, the owner, Ms. Hers, uh, why they didn't have a CIT program. And she basically said, you know, all the girls who come here are so privileged. They have not experienced any hardships in their lives. And so I want them to go and experience something else. Like, we'll still be here. We're not going anywhere. And my dad, he still, he tells people constantly that story still. And it's, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's great. Do you see, do you see any elements, uh, from camp and what you got out of the experience and like what you do now with girls right now? Yeah, I do. Um, and I think it goes, I think I brought this up earlier, but it goes back to the idea of community. I think a huge part of what we try to achieve at Girls Right Now is the idea that, um, you know, th- th- there's an underlying, I don't want to say stigma, but we'll go with it, that writing is a, is a solitary act. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be. You should be part of a community of writers. You should have support. You should have mentors. You should have mentees. You should have resources. And if we can provide that for girls, they are now more confident. And we help them with leadership development. And we help them with public speaking. And we help them make sure that they have all the tools they need to be successful, to be um, to be leaders and to take on challenges that come their way. Um, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's very specific to girls too, because I think that there's something that 
um, for the same reason why you would want to go to an all girls camp for the community and the camaraderie um, and the sisterhood for, for, for use of that term, I guess. Um, being a part of this program gives those girls the same thing. There's like a, there's a class of girls that work through throughout the years. They support each other at each other's readings. They support each other at each other's events. They um, they are sounding boards. They read each other's work. You know, they all have their full time mentor, but they also look to each other. So it's really um, I do think that it's very similar and important. Um, yeah, and being around the girls that I work with now is a little reminder of what I saw when we were, when we were all at camp, or even when I was, let's say, a counselor when the girls were younger, and it was nice to see. You know, I see it now with my friends whose kids are going there. Like, I've got friends who are, who've got girls in bunk one and, you yeah. know, is starting off at their first summer, second summer. And I see pictures of them with their squad, for lack of a better term, right? You know, I don't use that Girl term squad. often. But I think I can pull it off, um, and I th and it's it's refreshing to see that that is something. I, I also think it's a little nostalgic. Like I don't think it's often that you find communities of girls that want to spend time together and see a benefit to that. And these girls in our program do because they know that they're going through the same thing that they're they're all going through the same thing. So I think they see a benefit in working together and going through this program together in a similar way that we did going through camp. That was such a well-worded answer. I know. I really want to. That was amazing. Like, I just want to listen so many to questions, that on, but also I think you like, really spoke about. <laughs> yeah. I, Ask your questions. Oh, mine are just like the little questions of like, did some of these girls go to, how do you find them? It's like yeah, yeah, standouts yeah, yeah. in their English classes. Yeah. Like, do they yeah. know each other before? Do they? Uh, no, no, they don't know each other before, yeah. but they, but they have, uh, some of them do. Some of them refer their friends. Mm -hmm. It's an after. And this is high school high or school. middle school? High school. Okay. And in a perfect world, we find that we usually find them through outreach to schools and boys and girls clubs and other out and other programs, right? That we go to and say we have this. You know, we do just recruiting through schools and other things. We also um, want to start, and they've also sort of identified themselves as writers already. You know, some some teacher has said you are good at this or Express you are yeah ex right exactly. But our goal is to get to them like start doing recruiting in 8th grade for the ninth grade program sure. so we can get to them before they identify as writers. So we can say to so they can see what we do and be like I want part of that, not someone saying you should be part of that. Yeah. Um, but the girls, I mean these girls are published there was an article I should have found it in the New York Send Times. Yeah, I will. About one, one of our girls just wrote the New, uh, something for the New York Times. She gets, she's like, gets accolades all the time from Roxanne Gay, who's like her, like, for, for Roxanne published her on the toast a while ago. Oh my God, Like, amazing. we have another girl that just got a summer internship um, and a full ride, I think, uh, through the New York Times. Like, it's incredible. These girls get full ride scholarships through partners of ours and because, because of their writing and because of their, like, their honesty. I mean, to be honest, and it's um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see them to see them go through this program. I haven't been there long, but I've been there enough to see them perform and to see them interact, and it's been great. Yeah, it's so cool. It's way cool. It's so cool. Um, do you have any more questions? 
No, I just want to read some of their stuff. I know. I, oh, I have, I have the anthology right. with me. Send, oh, oh wow. yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. Probably, send gonna, us gonna, some stuff. And, and we'll, we have readings. And, and, and our readings. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in going to reading yeah, and you'll, you'll, see them perform. They do, our, our last season of readings, there was four readings, um, and they not only read themselves, but we get like a we get an author to read with them. So we had Angela Flournoy from the, who wrote the Turner House read one. We had Naomi Jackson. We had uh, Tanwi Islam, and we had Mia Alvar this past uh, year. This year we have two of our four booked already, and it's it's the Emmas, Emma Klein and Emma Straub, and we're looking oh. for. And I think we'll get like a few others. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so great. Cool. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And then we did our big, you know, we honored Jenny Connor and Lena Dunham at our last event. Like it's, it's a very, very cool. And it's sort of the girl, you know, you listen to someone like Jenny Connor and you listened to uh, talk about the, in, the, the influence that other women writers had on her and, and vice versa. And she's, and I think it's very similar if you look intergenerational women who go to camp or intergener any of it, any sort of intergenerational woman mentor, Right, like Gloria Steinem and Lena Dunham, for instance. You know, then they're all. The, she, Gloria Steinem's also pretty involved in what we do, and she's awesome. I met her. She's incredible. She's amazing. She signed Sammy's book. She did. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, thanks. They're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> I complimented do her you turquoise know belt. Who, uh, trivia, trivia, Gloria Steinem trivia. Okay. Do you know who her late husband's son is? Mm, no. no. Who? Christian Bale. Oh, I did know that. Yes, I did actually. Oh, wow. I, I am terrible at trivia nights because I can't recall things. But once you tell me, I'm like, yes, I knew. Yeah, that I didn't know true. that. So that's a new about. thing for me. Awesome. <laughs> I'm happy I could do that. So, anyway, so you talk about intergenerational women mentors. I mean, if you want to get, if you want to simplify it, it's camp sisters, right? It's, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. It's uh, it's the oldest it's girl the, looking out right, for the youngest exactly. girl, yeah. and, and it's then just, the youngest girl six years later looking out for the next exactly, year. yeah, exactly, yeah. It's, the coolest. It's the coolest. It I mean, is. I was and in my camp sister's wedding. So. It's a yeah. network. Oh. Yeah, that's what I think about that too about a uh, girls camp. And I think just camp in general, like you are entering a network of people and like, you know, that's how we got you on this podcast. <laughs> it's like, it's how you... It's what we do. Yeah, it's just you help you help each other out. Um, awesome. Do you want to... So the last, our last segment is called Would You Rather. Okay. And we pick, we wrote some would you rathers and Gets we pick them out of a hat. All right, bring it, note. bring it. And, uh, and uh, then we answer the would you rathers. Are they like someone on topic or are they really random? They're oh, camp, they're, I mean, they're all about they're camp. camp related. <laughs> they're not about the Middle East. <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> the Middle right. East. You'll start us off. Are you going to answer them too or is it just Wait, yeah. Yeah, 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 Would yeah, you will. rather? <laughs> Would you rather have everyone find out you made out at a social or not have anyone talk to you at talk to you all night? <laughs> That's so harsh. That was a harsh one. Would you rather have everyone find out you made out at a social like or no. not have anyone talk to you at a, I don't I would really hate if no one talked to me at night. <laughs> no, and like, I, don't I think really like at can't. a social like no boys talk to you. Oh, oh. I thought, <laughs> Every night of camp is silence. <laughs> Every night of Emily. camp is silence. Or the whole camp knows that you made I out. I really yeah. didn't care too much about socials. Okay. I'm not going to lie. That's... And I did make out with a guy at a social. Ooh. And everyone found out. It was fine. It was fine. Because so, it was kind of over. So you know, it wasn't like that. a long-term relationship or anything. <laughs> I, I actually, someone I know did marry him. 
Oh, really? <laughs> Married the guy that you made out with? Yes. Did you get a call years yes, later? No, I just was like, no, wait, maybe they didn't ma- get married, but they definitely dated and in college. Because I just remembered the name, And you're right? like, shout out. Yeah, and I'm like, like, Lauren, I'm pretty first. sure I kissed that kid when I was 12. <laughs> and she's like, do you remember Emily? And he had no idea, but that's fine. Whatevs. Um, right. Okay, go. Oh, it's my turn. Okay, <laughs> unless you want to do all of them. Nope. Uh, would you rather be the best... Friendship bracelet maker at camp or the loudest cheerer at camp? I think I was the loudest cheerer at camp. I'm going to go with that one. But friendship bracelets were like currency. It was like, yeah, you like had like a whole, could you do the wrist? Yeah, I could for sure. Could you do the X? No, I couldn't. That was harder. That was hard. Okay. Would you rather have your candy confiscated from every package or never get a package? Ooh. So at our camp, you were not allowed to have candy because it would attract mice and... Uh, we were. What? We were allowed to have candy. What? There was potato <laughs> bar what? and candy. That was oh, a different a time. magical time. But then there were a plethora of skunks in yeah. our bunks, and hence... Ugh, and that's a bad like situation. Kids snuck away camp, to smoke right? cigarettes. It was bad. Well, Sammy and I went to camp during a very different time where there were no sweets, <laughs> no, no nothing. Candy. Uh, but people would send... like I remember people would get... Uh, like a box of 24 tampons and you would open yeah, up the tampons yeah. and they were stuffed with like Smarties and M&Ms. Yeah. That's how mo- most camps in our, in my day, were like that, but we were allowed food and we would be like, we're so cool, <laughs> we're allowed all the food. I can't, like, can't even imagine the year when they're like, no more food. No, I oh, do remember that year. It was 1997 and they announced that you could no longer bring your own cup of noodles into the, into the dining room for... Were you there? Yeah, I was, bunk one. Um, <laughs> and you were like, let's cup a noodles. Yeah, like I had no concept, but like literally the oldest kids were acting like they were being stripped of their basic civil yeah, rights. They're changing like tradition. They, cup they of noodles were, are they tradition. They were just throwing the biggest tantrums yeah, I've I know that ever seen. Well. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, I would rather uh, get uh, get no packages. Than really? Mm. Than no candy? Yeah, I love candy. Okay. I'm very right. serious. I'm serious about my passion for candy. All right. Do I get to go again? Yeah, you let's do another round. Would you rather have rainy day activities with the worst counselor or run around on the hottest day of the summer with your favorite counselor? Ooh. I didn't write that one. It was Hannah. Frolic with your fave counselor. I think I would do that, but I really would love a rainy day activity with my favorite counselor. Yeah. Well, that's the whole... That's the, whole, that's the dream, that's right? That's the jinx of the would you rather. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Because I wouldn't, I guess I, if you, ha, I, I, here's where I'm struggling. Okay. I enjoyed the rainy us. day activity. I enjoyed the every hanging out yeah. every once in a while, hanging out in the main house, doing the thing. And you can ignore the counselor and do your thing. Yeah. So, it, right. What if it was like an overly involved, terrible counselor? If they were trying to like make Get you do involved with like my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't like that at all. <laughs> but a day out with my, you know, running around with my favorite counselor. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Good times. Seems like the pick. I think that was the pick, too. Um, would you... This is such so long. <laughs> would you rather have your trip get lost for four to five hours in the van on the way there, or you get to your trip in that, record time, but the person next to you gets super carsick and barfs <laughs> in the van? I think I'd Both rather Both of those things get, have happened to me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think I, I wrote this one. I think I'd rather uh, get lost for four to five hours. That's always fun. The, I can't do... I'm like a 
chain reaction puker. Like really? I can't do that. Yeah. I once There's actually, always better stories when you get lost. I actually once drove a trip to Washington as a counselor. Uh, Was- Mount Washington is the 14 year olds. They hike it. And uh, a kid did barf in the van. And then I had to, I dropped them off and then went to pick up another trip that was coming down the mountain, like in the puke mobile. And it was, it was no so fun. bad. It was so bad. I was 10 years old and we were going on our uh, bunk beach trip. Yeah. And we were leaving at like 9 a.m. But the night before, my sister had gone out of camp and brought me back Chinese food that oh, she had left on the top of my this trunk. Is a classic Julia story. And I saw it come in at like 10 o'clock at night, but was like, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. And so I didn't touch it. And then I woke up at 8 a.m. and I ate a giant thing of beef and broccoli <laughs> and shrimp lo mein that had been sitting out <laughs> steaming in the main heat. And it was so delicious when I tell you it was delicious I mean it was like the best Chinese food I've ever had in my passed life on the shrimp <laughs> yeah, I think that was maybe your downfall that fast forward to two hours later <laughs> I barf all on over the Sari Greenberg's Jansport backpack oh Sari <laughs> if that's not winning I don't know what it is <laughs> all right Julia hit up the last would you rather would you rather go without socks for a week or underwear for a week. Ooh, well, we already, yeah. Let's uh, let's hear this. I was not a good sock. <laughs> you were sock not wearer a good sock wearer. You guys will find out uh, when we do a little hygiene episode later on. Uh, so I'd say rather wear underwear because socks didn't see how essential they were till for that midway through my teens. And that uh, wraps up. Would you rather? Would you rather? A. I just added a, a Canadian A on the end. Yeah. Uh, so we want to thank our wonderful guest, Emily, for coming onto the show. Hope you enjoy chatting. Thanks, guys. This has been so fun. I could tell these stories forever, by the way. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get you back on for a mini episode. Teeny weeny mini episode. Um, all right. So I'm Sammy. And I'm Julia. <laughs> and want to give a big shout out to our amazing producer, Allison Caden. Woot woot. Shout out. Shout out. All right. So if you want to tell a story on the podcast, if you want us to tell your story, if you want to ask us a question, if you want to hear about something specific, if you want to come on the show. If you have funny photos, if you have thoughts, chats, questions. If you want to check out Girls Right Now. If, oh, yeah. If you want to go to, with, with Sammy and I to, yeah. We'll, to a reading. To a reading. Um, we'll pick you up. We'll get an Uber XL. <laughs> treat you right. We'll treat you right. Will you? Yeah, we will. All right. <laughs> so let's start with Girls Right Now. The website is girlsrightnow.org. W-R-I-T-E. I think that's important. Yeah, that is. Right now. Right now. Because they're, they're writing things. Dot org. You can check it out. It's actually a really great website. I spent some time on it the past few weeks. Awesome. Um, Thanks. Donate. Can you donate? Yes, you yeah. can donate there. Donate. Thank you. can you. find out about their. I should know better. <laughs> you yeah. can find out about their events. Mm-hmm. You can read some anthology. of the stuff that the girls wrote. You can, you buy, can the buy the anthology. There are so many ways to get involved. It's an amazing organization. We are so happy that Emily came on and was able to talk about it. And then if you want to get involved with the podcast. Happy Campers. Happy Campers. That's what it's called. Um, our... Gmail is happycamperspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at happycamperspodcast. And Twitter at happycamperspod. So thank you for tuning in. Day is done. Gone the sun. Over and out.
Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.